What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Turf Talk. It's your boy, Scotty, here. As you guys know, you can find me on Twitter, at Scotty Drown. I'm here with my co-host, Dylan JD 98 You guys know all know him as Dylan Davis. Find him on Twitter, at DylanJD98. You're watching us on Turf, on DSM Media, excuse me. You're watching us on DSM Media. Make sure you're following DSM Media on all the social platforms, but specifically Twitter, if you want to stay the most up to date with us, at DSM underscore media. We're here. We're kicking off the NFL season. We're excited. How are you feeling tonight, Dylan? Football is back, my man. Football is back, Scott. Let's freaking go. You know, it, it felt like it last night when we were live at Throwback Sports Lounge in Hokessin, Delaware, as Phil informed me. It's not Hokessin, it's Hokessin, Delaware. Adam, what's going on, man? It was nice to meet you last night as well. Yes, um, it, it felt like, you know, it, it was right around the corner. And then today I woke up and I'm like, you know, it, it's just the air. You walk outside and the air smells and feels different. And, and football's back. No, it's not the Eagles, but we will be talking some Eagles tonight, some final record predictions for the birds tonight. We're going to get into our Super Bowl projections, our playoff uh, rankings, um, and we're going to talk Bucks cowboys as you can see in, yeah. in our background tonight. But, guys, before we start, I just want to give a thank you and a shout-out to each and every one of you, um, everyone who follows us, everyone who views our our show and content. Um because as if you haven't known, um, last Sunday's episode of Turtalk Talk is over 2,000 views, our first ever show to eclipse 2,000 views. So thank you so much for everyone that tuned in and commented along for that show. And just let's let's have a good ride. Let's have a fun and exciting NFL season. Every Thursday night at 7, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., you can join myself and Scott. That is right. So... What do we want to do, man? Do we want to just dive right in, get into the football talk tonight? Um, we're starting with Eagles, right? We're going yeah, Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, well, let's knock the Eagles out of the way, and then we can really dive into tonight's Get game into the real game. stuff tonight. We'll get into yeah. the whole NFL for you. Um, so let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to start with the updated schedule release. Obviously, we did our original ranking or our original schedule release episode. Yeah. Went through the schedule. Long gave time ago. Losses. Man, have things changed. <laughs> so uh, tonight we're going to go through it again. We're going to kind of reevaluate, see where we're standing now. I know Dylan's in a different different mindset, different point uh, with the Eagles. Uh, so we'll get into that, go through that quickly, and then we'll get into some playoff Super Bowl predictions for the entire NFL. Um, but let's get into this Eagles talk, man. Um, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go through each game? What, what do you want to do it, man? We don't have to, we don't have to bore the people with going who you got this week, who you got this week, like we did before. You know, I'll give my my you know record. You can give your record, and we can kind of just look at you know the stretches of games that we think they might struggle with, stretches of games that are winnable, etc. Um, I'm going to come out and I'll say right now, Scott. I'm going to throw this to you. I've been on record all all season calling them probably around seven wins, right around that over under number of six and a half that's set at many many sports books. Um. I go through this, I go through this schedule and I can't help but find myself at the number nine. I had them at nine and eight. No, theoretically that should win this division. No, I am not picking them to win this division because I just don't think they're there yet. I had to see it more, something tangible to watch before I can make that claim, but nine, and it's not so much because of the Eagles. I mean, it is, I like this, this revamp defense. I like the new coaching staff, Jalen hurts. There's a lot of ifs. This schedule is weak, Scotty. The, the, the first five, six games aren't weak. 
But after that, there's so many winnable games where it's like, okay, are the Eagles definitely going to win these games? No. But can I sit here and claim that they're not better than the Broncos? Are they not better? Obviously, the Lions, the Jets, are they not better than the Chargers at home? They beat the Saints last year with Jalen Hurts at home. Now they have the Saints with Jameis Winston. Are they not better than the Saints at home this year? I don't know. So I had them at 9-8, and and we can kind of get into the schedule in a minute. But what do you got, dude? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm I'm right at that nine and eight mark. We kind of talked about it on Phil's uh, training with, for four quarters last night at the live event, but um, I'm sitting right at that nine win mark. I got a little bit of a different layout for sure. To be completely honest with you and and our listeners, I'm I'm I know that it's not going to look anything like what I'm. Predicting. I know, I know. They'll There's win so the games. games. We got losses. They'll lose the games. We exactly. got wins. There's so many teams in there, and I know everybody, you know, everybody is like downplaying the Eagles. I saw Colin Coward had them at like three wins uh earlier he today. Said something about Andre Dillard. So he's still I, out of touch of a Philadelphia market, man. everything, man. He, he just he better. just wants to talk. Yeah. Um, and then you know, he was on with some other guy talking bets and, and stuff like that, saying how the Eagles have an old offensive line, all this stuff. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this schedule, and I, I told you before the show. If this was last season's schedule with this season's team, no, I wouldn't have them at nine wins. I mean, last yeah. season's schedule was a, was a gauntlet um, when you look at the amount of contenders that we played. This season, I'm looking at our schedule. There are two contenders that we play on the schedule, the Chiefs and the Bucks. That's it. That's the only game where I'm like, man, we are not winning those. Um, I go down the list. I'll give them to you. I got Falcons as a W. Agreed. I got the 49ers as a W. That's Agreed. very optimistic of me as a 2-0, and o, you know, but I'm going off that home crowd. That home crowd's going to be back in the link. I think the Eagles are going to fly in, in the link, that, that home opener against the 49ers. I do have a loss against the Cowboys week three, loss against the Chiefs, obviously. Um, I do have a W against the Panthers. That's one of those tweener games. I have games. a loss there, um, but it could be a win. Then I have the loss to the Bucks. I have a loss to the Raiders. I have a win there. It's in Las Vegas. So I was thinking West Coast trip, uh, maybe a lag. I, I don't know. But That's I gave a loss there. Lions a W. It's the it's our revenge game against Jared. But, but you do realize, like, it's the it's the Cubs, as we talked about. <laughs> we said it's the Cubs. But you realize now that we're saying this, the Lions, now that's a W. That's going to be a game that the Eagles drop this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're giving some great perspective there. I do have a loss against the Chargers, although – they're coming to Philly, man. They're coming across the country. Very as a loss game. as well. Um, Broncos, I have as a loss. I think they have a really good defense. It's a winnable game. They Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sorry. Let me reverse that. I have a Chargers win at home, a loss in Mile High. I'm sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. And it makes sense. I mean, Mile High is a tough place to play. They right. got a great defense. Um, offense, we'll see what the Broncos offense is looking like, but they got a ton of weapons. Um, Saints, I have a W. I feel like we're going to have the Saints number now that Drew Brees is gone. He's a guy that torched us. Jameis Winston's a guy that's going to make some mistakes, let us stay in that game. Um, and it's in Philly. I, I don't know if the Saints have adjusted to playing out of that dome. I highly doubt of it. Um, I have a loss against the Giants. Part of me feels like we're going to sweep the Giants. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. I'm honest there. Um, I have a W against the Jets. Loss against the Washington football team. I got a W against the Giants. We split with them. Split with Washington, I have a W there. And then I have a W against the Cowboys at the end of now, the season. Now, let me ask you this. 
where there are parts games you just mentioned the Giants game where you where you think we're going to sweep them but you put it as a loss. I had I share the same feeling and I did the same thing. Did you do that because you just can't mark this team as a double digit win team? Because that's what I did. I I bounced yeah. around the schedule right. I, <laughs> Jets win, Lions win. You know, Giants at home win. Cowboys at like I, I went through right and I picked out and all of a sudden I got like eight wins really quick and I'm like whoa. Got to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, the Panthers, I think they can win that game. Yeah. But I ha- I marked it as a loss because I'm not comfortable or confident putting this team at 10 and 7 or anything better yet. I yeah. think 9 and 8 is my ceiling right now. I think with the schedule, I think they could for sure, um, you know, go above that and exceed those those numbers if everything goes correctly. Yeah, I, I I think I, I marked some losses down simply out of necessity because I won't put them as a double-digit win team yet. Yeah, that I mean, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, the only team that I think in the division that could sweep us is the Washington football team. I think, you know, that defense, if Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the money, kills us every time, kills us every time, you know, that's that's a team that could beat us. They got a decent running game with Gibson. They got some wide receivers on the outside. Um, but the Cowboys, you know, We'll see what the Cowboys look like tonight. Maybe my opinion changes on them, but I, I have a lot of big question marks. I know everybody has question marks about the Eagles. Don't think they'll lose to the Cowboys. I, I mean, the, the Cowboys' defense. I is, know. I, I, you know, there's. It's hard for me to be sold on the Cowboys right now. And you mix in you know with the big issue, though, Scott. Offensive line. The big issue is all the ifs. That's why yeah. we're trying we're trying our best to make predictions right now. <laughs> well, we're not confident in anything, right? I completely disagree with the people that try to tell me they're confident in certain matchups, certain games because let me say this, right? We keep sitting here saying how bad the Cowboys defense is and it is. We have no idea what this Eagles offense is going to be. Yeah, we want it to be fun and fast and exciting and explosive. And we want Jalen Hurts to exceed expectations. And we want Miles Sanders to have a a breakout year. We want Nick Sirianni to be this great play caller. We have no idea. So to say, well, the Dallas Cowboys defense is really bad. The Eagles are going to put up points. We don't know that. It's just a hope at this point. Yeah. and, and, And we can't, you know, be overly optimistic about the Eagles. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie and, you know, lie to myself about what I've seen throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, throughout, you know, just seeing what Nick Sirianni's about it's so also, far. It's also feelings, man. You can't yeah. in real life. Scotty, you, you got a girl. Can't fight feelings, man. <laughs> Eagle season. Listen, September 9th rolls around. They kick off on the 12th. I can't fight these feelings of optimism, Scott. As much no. as I want to, I can't fight them. No, I feel you, and and it's just going to come with the territory when you got question marks. We're going to be optimistic. We're going to buy in. You know, by the end of week one, we if we beat Atlanta and Atlanta, we're we're going to be going goal. through goals, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, there's no other way to put it. You know, you look at this Eagles team. If they come out week one, beat Atlanta in Atlanta with a new head coach, with a, new, a fresh quarterback. Obviously, Jalen started four games last year. He's coming out. He's a first-year starter, let's be honest. Um, and and you, and you throw them out there in that first game in a, in a way volatile environment, and they win? How can I not be optimistic after that? Yes. Now, obviously, they can bring us right back down to earth when they play a tough San Fran team in Philly so, the next week. 
So but, we have them at nine and eight. And I really, you know, it, it is an NFL kickoff show. The Patriots, the Patriots. I keep saying that with Tampa. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my God, it's Tampa now. Not, ta- not Tom in New England, Tom in Tampa. Okay. Uh, with Tampa and, and the Cowboys kicking off, and we want to get to all that soon. But there's two things I want to throw your way. When you look at this schedule, there's two parts of it that stand out to me. A is the final four our division games, which yeah. in a tight division race could turn out to be crucial. And A is the part that stuck out to me from the beginning. We we keep talking about how easy this schedule is. Through week six is not easy. Right, right. That's so the that's what's going to set the tone this year, Scott. Right. That's why an Atlanta win is so important because San Fran at home, we picked it as a W very easily could be a loss, right? Cowboys on the road, Monday night football. I have it as a loss. Panthers could be a win or, or chiefs bucks Panthers on the road. You get my point. If this young team starts out one in five, that territory two and six, somewhere in that area, that's not good because I don't, I'm not comfortable thinking that they can overcome that mental hurdle of starting a season one and five well, yeah. and win three or four in a row to get back into things or even play competitive football. So I think the beginning of the schedule is very tough and important to win the Atlanta game, to maybe squeak out a win. If you lose versus San Fran, you got to beat Carolina in Carolina or yeah. Dallas in Dallas, something yeah. like that, because you can't start one and five. And, and, you know, they got to know that coming into the season. You know, there's there's guys on this team, too. You know, it, we were talking about all these young guys, these young guys at skill positions, young guys at the quarterback. You know, look at our defensive line, our offensive line. That's where the leadership is coming from. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has shown he's a great leader. I'm not trying to, you know, discredit him. But the veterans on the Local offensive defense. line and the defensive line, they bring experience. They've been through this before. They know what slow starts do to teams having to fight back up that hill. Even if you are able to fight back, by the time you get to the playoffs, you're beat up if you have to do that down the stretch. you got to take care of business early, not so you can rest at the end or take it easy, just so you don't have that extra pressure. And, you know, when they go down, if they go down one and three, one and four, the town's going to be talking, right? If Philadelphia is home of pressure, it is all the, the all the level-headed. This is a retool year. Goes out the window at one p.m. Yeah. this Sunday. Okay, yeah. so they start out one Literally. and four. People are going Gardner Minshew Minshew Mania time. Yeah, yeah it's not right. Crazy. It's not fair. But that's how this city and fan base reacts. Scott, the last thing I'll I'll throw your way is we talked identity last night um, yeah. on trending for four quarters uh, with Phil, and I mentioned the defense. And that is why I have this team at the nine win mark right now because I true it, you know, injury dependent. If they can stay healthy, I I think this is a top ten unit, I, at least top twelve. But I think they're a top ten unit when when you when you add an Ant Harris and Steven Nelson to a Darius Slay led secondary, we know what this defensive front is. We yep. know they they were top what three or five in sacks last year, led the league in sacks for half the year with how poorly that defense was built and played. So we know what the front's going to be. You add two really good secondary pieces to it, to a uh, core that has Darius Slay already. And I don't think the linebackers are going to kill you. Eric Wilson's a decent piece. If Alex Singleton takes the, I truly believe they're going to at least be a top 12, if not top 10 unit. I think that's going to keep them in a lot of games with this easy schedule 
And if Jalen Hurts exceeds expectations, that's how you come to around nine wins. If he really exceeds expectations, that's how you reach double digit, you know, division winning in the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I tend to agree with you, man. I'm looking at the defense, everything you said, right? The thing I'm looking at the most, even more than the additions, because they made some great additions, some great hole plugging there um, with Eric Wilson, Harris, you know, Steven Nelson scheme. I mean, we have complained for how many years about Jim Schwartz scheme, you know, playing the the corners 10, defense. 15 yards back, like sticks defense. Like we can't play defense like that. And we're not anymore. We got Jonathan Gannon. Now we'll see. He's a first time defensive coordinator. We'll see how he calls the defense. I want to see an aggressive defense. You need to send some blitzes. I, I just want to see them come out firing. I want to see them. You know what? I, I miss Jim Johnson. <laughs> I miss him, dude. I, I miss great him. Jimmy J. And obviously they had some great talent on that team as well. But just the whole scheme of just attacking an offense, putting I them like on it. their heels. That's what I want to see this season. I think we got the guys to do it. I'm uh, looking, and, and that's going to be a key to victory this Sunday. And obviously we're going to save that for Sunday's edition of Turf Talk starting at 10 a.m. Yeah. this Sunday. Quick plug. Um, but, but yeah, man, I'm with you. And that's the last thing I I think their identity is going to be built on the defensive side. And I think they're going to be built in the trenches. I think both of their deepest and most talented units are their offensive and defensive line. And that's well, where they will have to impose that their will, um, the season. So that, I think that's it. I think I love that we're both at nine and eight. I think that's, I think that's more than fair. I think that's actually, you know, more than a lot of people's expectations. So nine and eight is what Scotty and I have the Eagles finishing this year. Who knows? Could be a game higher. Could be two, three games less. We don't know. That's what's so exciting about this team this season. Yes. Is it time? It's time. Is it time to kick off the NFL 2021 (laughs) season? Yes. Do you want to start with? Do you want to get to our, our season predictions, our our playoff predictions, or or do you want to jump into this Tampa Bay Cowboys uh, game tonight? Um, so we got we got Jason coming in at the end for some gambling tips, some fantasy stuff. I'm thinking let's let's go Bucks Cowboys last. Okay, that All way right. we're going right before the game. We get a nice little pregame show right. in there. We can so go through our uh, we'll Super start Bowl with our with our playoff with our with our playoff rankings right now. Now I did not rank these. I I don't have a bracket. I don't have a one seed, two seed, six seed, everything like that. I just have my division winners and my wild card uh, team, Scott. So yeah. if you want to start off, we, we can kind of go division by division here. Um, we'll start in the AFC. I think we're both going to agree for the most part, and at least three of these divisions. Who do you have winning the AFC um, West? I think that's a clear and obvious answer for yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and I, wrong, I, I like these young uh, Broncos, the young Chargers out there. It's the Chiefs, dude. I mean, they've they've gotten better. I'll leave. But bar, barring injury um, to a major proponent on offense, yes, they are the division winner, and they're going to win twelve games, if not a little more. Um, coming in, in the AFC East, I got the bills winning this division. I really don't think there's any competition. I like what Miami did on, on uh, both sides of the ball, to be honest with you. I love their young talent. I'm not saying that Tua is gonna, is going to be the guy this year. So I got the bills winning this division. Same. Uh, you know, they're, they're the household name in that division now. And it's crazy to think about, 
Um, but they have the best quarterback in the division now, right? They have Josh Allen. It's not Tom Brady in that division anymore. And, um, you know, I, I think New England, I think they're going to be competitive. You know, I really did like what I saw out of Mac Jones specifically in the preseason. Obviously, he was going against like our third stringers, but still looked confident out there. I did like what I saw. Young quarterback. They have a pretty good solid defense. I honestly think they are still lacking weapons. I know they spent a lot of wep- uh, a lot of money in the offseason. Yeah, because they um, paid 19 tight ends, it felt like. Yeah, John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, Hunter yeah, Henry. They, do. they, they realistically, they, they went out and got Nelson Aguilar, and we well, all we know Aguilar, all too well. so here. happy about that, right? right. But we, we were supposed to well. see him leave. So, uh, you know, Patriots, eh, we'll, we'll see. Miami, I would say they're the number two team in that division for me. Well, you mean the um, Patriots aren't two of them. the I'm Patriots not. aren't on your top five Super Bowl list like Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> I don't know where he came up with that shit. I don't know. That's that Mac Jones is a Super Bowl contender quarterback. I, I yeah. guess. All right, then let's get into the AFC South. There's two teams to me that can win this division. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with that offensive firepower. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill's got some MVP odds in his favor this year. Um, I like the Titans to win this division around, uh, but I'll say like 11 and six. Yeah, I got, I got the Titans as well. And I, I think they are, I don't know. I, I like the Colts. I, I do. I'm just I'm I'm very unsure of the Carson Wentz thing, and you know, part of it is be, you know coming from an Eagles fan perspective, and I have bought into Carson Wentz so many times in my life already <laughs> that I just I don't know if I can buy in again. But if he comes out and plays well for the Colts, I won't say that I'm surprised either because no. I've seen him before I've seen him play good before, and if he plays good, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to compete for that division. Their defense is really good as well. I do have the Titans as of right now, though. It's hard to think that anybody's going to have an answer for that offense. It, that offense, it's almost like we we just started talking about it, I feel like, but it has not been talked about enough, I feel like, um, around universally. Like, I, I don't think it's been talked about enough, but you're talking about Derrick Henry. A when is the last time we've seen about this? Positions. I'm talking about freak of nature, yeah. stature, Guys at skill positions. When is the last time we saw this, dude? Julio. These are freaks of nature's freakishly. With the rushing champ in the back in the backfield. Yeah, a guy that you can't. He's bigger than your lineman. He's bigger than your defensive lineman. Like, do what you can. I don't know the last time we saw it. I'm being serious. Quarterback now. He's a good quarterback. Like the first team that came to mind was a couple years ago with the Steelers when they had Le'Veon Bell and and Antonio Brown was at the top of of the wide receiving group in this league. And Ben was, but that, but that was only two. Yeah, you know, you're talking a top three running back, if not the best overall running back. I'm not talking fantasy football. He was the rushing champ last year. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, and Derrick Henry, and then you have AJ Brown and Holy Ho Jones. I don't know the last time we saw three of the best skill position players in the same offense. Now their defense isn't great or very good. But I think this offense is going to be good enough to win 10 or 11 games. All right, last division in the AFC. This is one of the toughest divisions in football, probably the second toughest division in football, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns because I think they're, they they know what they're good at, and they stick to it. Yeah, They pound the freaking rock 
down your throat until you stop it, and you can't stop it because they have two of the best running backs in the game, the best duo in the game, once yeah. you punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They use Baker extremely well at this point in his career, and they know what he's good at. He feeds off that run, the play action, bootlegs, the rolling him out. OBJ is back healthy, Jarvis Landry. I believe they still have both tight ends of Austin Hooper and David Njoku. I could be wrong, but I think they have both still. I'm pretty sure they got a pretty good line. They go out and they add Jadavion Clowney if he can stay healthy with With Miles Garrett and that defense. I think they win that division. And with these Ravens injuries coming up, I think they win it by at least two games. Yeah, yeah, and I I got the Browns as well. Um, You mentioned their defense. Uh, They also added a a nice rookie there in JOK, who we could have definitely snapped in that second round. But um, he's very versatile, very athletic. Um, He's going to be very useful for them. them. They can put him all over the field. But um, I'm also looking at that offense. I'm looking at Baker Mayfield, man. And, you know, I just feel like this man has been disrespected so many times. You know, coming out of college, he was, you know, the star athlete coming out of college, got off to a rough start on the on the freak on the fucking Cleveland Browns, like the Cleveland Browns. And we're like throwing him in the garbage can. You know what I mean? It was the Browns, the you know, the lowest of the low for a long time. They're not those same Browns anymore. And Baker's not that same Baker. And I think this season is perfect for him. He has no pressure because the team around him is ridiculous. And um, I, I think we could see Baker take that next step. And if Baker takes that next step, they're Super Bowl contenders. For sure. Period. They, I, period. Dude, listen to me. If Baker is the same as he was last year, I think they're in the they're, conversation. They're, they're in the convo. They're at least in the convo. If he takes a step. If, they, what if he is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL statistically, regardless of what you think of him, what if he is just top 10? That's why that's and again. We're going to talk about it on Sunday. It's definitely going to be one of our matchups we look at outside the Eagles game. But that Browns-Chiefs matchup at 4 o'clock is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. AFC Championship. Yeah, so you're going to see it very uh, very quickly. But I'm with you, dude. If he's a top-10 quarterback, that's a great team. And they're to me, at that point, then it moves the conversation. I know we just praised the Titans' offense. But to me, that makes the Chiefs, Bills, and Browns fight it out for the AFC champ for the AFC title. Yeah, I would, I would tend and to. And it, it's hard to pay. I know people just want to scream Chiefs, right? That's the easy way to go. Overall, are the Chiefs a better team than the Browns? You don't know that. They just we have one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen already. So that that's what that's what that ha- happens there. But all right, so those are our division winners in the AFC. Let's get to the wild card now. I, I could change this by Sunday. Because yeah. <laughs> of late injuries coming up, uh, leading into showtime here. But I have the Ravens as the first wild card. Um, that their defense is ferocious. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, he has his struggles in the playoffs. I'm not a believer in playoff Lamar, but he puts up numbers and wins games in the regular season. But now, man, Gus Edwards goes down after J.K. Dobbins goes down. Well, Marcus Marcus Peters has a big time injury now. It seems like that they're fearful of. They could be in trouble, so I, I might be changing this. But as of right now, I got to stick with what I got at the Ravens um, in the wild card. So, you know, I'll kind of follow up on that because it's perfect. Because, you know, I, I I did. I moved the Ravens right out of my wild card. And, you know, I was going to have the Browns winning that division regardless. Right. But I did have the Ravens as the number two team. You know, more than the running backs, the, the loss of Marcus Peters is what really sticks out to me, especially in that division. Um, where defense is going to be really important when you're going against some of these offenses. 
you're even looking at a team in Cincinnati where that's not some pushover team. We'll see what Joe Burrow is like coming off the torn ACL, but they at least have a competent offense. But then you go up the line, you have the Steelers who have a plethora of weapons. They got a new running back in Najee Harris, a right, young, young ninety-seven-year-old quarterback who can't. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we'll see, but you know, as far as the weapons on the outside, they they got a plethora of them. And then you go up, you know, the Ravens, the Browns, but with that that loss to Marcus Peters, it definitely worries me. Um, the running back situation does not help, and ultimately, it just seems like there's some bad juju going on in Baltimore, which is why I'm just kind of staying away from them. So. I actually went to Steelers in the wild card. I moved them into Baltimore's slot. Um, I think the Steelers' defense is probably just as good as Baltimore's. But I, I think, you know, with the running back situation, there's a ton of pressure that's going to be on Lamar Jackson now unnecessarily. It didn't have to be like this. And uh, I think it ultimately comes back to hurt them. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going Steelers as my first wild card team there. Yeah, that, that might be what what I'm going to fall on, um, into line with that one by Sunday. I just didn't have it. I saw the injury as I was like driving home. I'm like, oh boy, I have them in the wild card. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's not to say, listen, the tough thing it's is so to good. say like Gus hey. Edwards makes them a non-playoff team is ridiculous. But the loss of your one and two running backs, who like with the Lamar were one of the he best was. rushing attacks in the game. The base of your offense is gone now. Yeah, so now that forces not they lost Lamar, one, sorry. two, and three, and you can even say four if you count Mark Ingram leaving to the Texans. Yeah. But they also lost Justice Hill as well. He was yeah. the third string. So they're down into the practice squad. I think, now. I, I, think I said like, Russ there by Lamar. accident. I, you know what I meant. I meant Lamar Jackson. And then oh, yeah, Peters is the big blow, right? Yeah. Um, and I we and uh, wait a couple weeks ago, didn't LJ Fort go out for the year? LJ Fort is out. Yeah, that's a good so call, they're man. banged up. So that that that's he's yeah. A, I can see the Steelers definitely going there. My second wild card um is something you actually teased earlier, and you know we don't share our our predictions here. So. <laughs> but I, I I had the Colts um. Uh, coming in in the wild card there. I think that defense is that good. The Frank Wright-Carson Wentz connection, if he can stay healthy. The fact that he's supposed to start week one after some people thought, oh, the Eagles are losing that first-round pick contingency now because he's going to be out for the year. I'm hopeful that he that he plays a decent amount of football for that first-round pick. Um, but I think it works, dude. I really do. They, they don't have a ton of weapons, but I think they're going to run the ball well. They have a very good offensive line, which is going to give him time. He just has to be more of a... In Philly, his problem was in the last year or two, ever since that four-game stretch at the end of 2019, he had to play hero ball. And I don't yeah. think he 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 couldn't stop doing that last year to a fault, right? Yeah. As long as he can stop that for the most part and pick his spots and just be a game manager and controller with this offense and that defense, they're a playoff team. They might win the division if he if he figures that out. But yeah, I got them um as the second wild card there. They could bump up to number one with the Ravens uh being put being on the back burner now. Yeah. No, I, I do I, I like the Colts. I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't have them as a wild card team as, as highly as I did tease at it earlier. But at the same time, the last team that I'll mention later, um very easily could put them over. And you know, even with your explanation there, I'm I wonder kind if of, we have the same third team. I wonder I wonder if we have the same third team. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of leaning, even just based off what you said right there, I'm kind of leaning towards the Colts anyways. But well, I'm a, I'm a very persuasive man. <laughs> so <laughs> hey you know I told I mean? you before the show man your mic sounds really good. Oh, so thank you, thank it, you. it might have an effect on there. But um second wild card team in the AFC and this one might be a little bit of a surprise but I have the Chargers man. Oh that's my number three. Okay. Okay. So we are on the same page there, but I, you know, 
Man, I don't know if it's all season or what I saw last season, but I have bought into the Justin Herbert hype. I'm I'm a Justin Herbert fan. I look for him on, for all my fantasy teams this season. Really loved what he showed last season. He showed confidence of a franchise quarterback. But you look at that the weapons on the outside. They still got Keenan Allen. They still got um, Mike Williams, another solid receiver. Um, they got they picked up Jared Cook from the Saints oh, yeah. in spot. Um, and then you get Eckler back, which is huge for Justin Herbert. He played most of the season without Eckler last season. Eckler's great at catching passes out of the backfield, running the football. I did see he's a little banged up in uh, in training camp okay. lately, but looking good. He's looking good to go for the season. I'm sure it, they're just being you know cautious. Um, but then I look at the defense, the star power they got over there with the Bosa brother, and then Derwin James, who could be the he could be the best safety in the NFL, if we're being honest. So Facts. I think the Chargers have a very young, prospectful team, and I think they could make the jump this season. Yeah, I got them as my number three, like I said, so no argument out there, and you just explained everything for me. So <laughs> uh, I'm a Justin Herbert believer. Um, Justin Herbert and you know Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes and all those guys. Well, Patrick Mahomes set out his first year, but you get the point. They are the, they are the explanation for why in today's – game you just throw quarterbacks out there and see if they can fly yeah. so the justin fields the trey lance of the world the, the mac jones the people that are you know well i don't know if he's ready well we didn't think Ju we didn't know anything about justin herbert until tyrod taylor had his lung punctured or whatever by yeah. a team medical doctor okay justin herbert goes out there and he flies patrick mahomes dak prescott so you just have to see with those guys but yeah i'm a justin herbert guy um Keenan Allen is in my top 10 wide receiving group he's yeah. the best route runner or one of them in football and i like their defense a lot too so um, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're in on the charges. I feel like I know who you got. Like you want to guess? You got Miami. Yep, I do, man. You got me. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and trust me, man. I was on the fence. It was between. I was thinking the the Patriots, but for the same reasons I mentioned earlier, I just can't put them in the playoffs with Mac Jones at quarterback. Um, but. You could go on a limb and say the same thing about the Dolphins with two at the quarterback. That's what I'm saying, bro. I can't buy into it yet. The only thing I would say about the Dolphins is that I think they have a better plethora of weapons. So, sure. I, oh, listen to me. Yeah. I love what they have on offense, and I really like their defense as well, too. I think their defense is a top 10 unit, probably. Yeah, right? for sure. For the sure. question is to it. Yes. The fact that he was unable to outperform Ryan Fitzpatrick at this stage of his career last year consistently. Now it's a new year, full year of camp. Who knows? Maybe he will. I'm not a believer in Tua yet, um, if ever. So that's why I can't do that. Man. He's got to show us something. And the problem for me about Tua is that, you know, it almost feels like coming out of Miami camp, it's almost like they're not sold on him either. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're, you're looking at Tua. He's got a lot of question marks, just like Jalen Hurts, you know. But – um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. The Miami talent-wise, I, I love the skill set positions, but I do love their defense. They're a defense that causes turnovers, they score, um, and an aggressive defense like that could will them into the playoffs. I am, I'm not going to lie to you. you, you persuaded me. I am leaning more towards the Colts to get that last spot. Um, I do think, yeah, Adam just said it there, Waddle will be good. He's a very versatile receiver. They're going to use him all over the field. You can use him in kick returns anywhere. He's a speedster. Um, but yeah, I, I am kind of leaning towards the Colts making the playoffs there. They also have a solid defense. They have a better running game, better offensive line. And ultimately I would still say Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Tua. Uh, I would hope so. 
I, I would regardless, always, regardless of how people feel about Carson Wentz from last year, if anyone ranks Tua Tuga Viola or Vilolo or however you say his last name, we know him as Tua. Okay, <laughs> if you rank Tua above him, there's an issue here. Okay, because you know what you've seen from Carson previous to last year, and all you have is Tua getting benched for Fitzpatrick last year in a playoff hunt, mind you. It's not like they were down and out of it and he was getting beat up. No, they were contending for a playoff uh, a playoff spot, and they chose right. to go with Fitzpatrick at times that last year. So, whatever. I, I'm not, I don't disagree, dude. If Tua, takes, if Tua proves me wrong, I really like Miami. Um, yeah. A lot. Um, yeah. I, think, I think they can be a lot of fun. Do you think, do you think of them – and, you know, I, I don't want to say the Eagles' defense is up as high as Miami's because I do think Miami has one of the best defenses in the league. Um, at least close-wise, aggressive-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, do you look at They're them as similarly. maybe the AFC version of the Eagles? Uh, yeah, I uh, know. Sure. Because you have the unknown of the quarterback. You have speed and some weapons are around each, right? So Miami's got Waddle and Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin and Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller at their suspension. The yeah. Eagles have Goddard and Ertz and Sanders and Devontae Smith and Rager and everything. So and defensively, yeah, they could both be top ten, top twelve units. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, so I, I I'm with you. I, I think you know you could go a couple different ways. That's that's how it is at the beginning of the season. You're making predictions. We'll see how it plays out. Let's get into these NFC division uh, winners, um, and we'll get Jason in here right after this. Yeah, we can go through this a little quicker. They took yeah, a, little we'll go through this a little bit quicker, get Jason in here, get these fantasy picks, and get some gambling started here. Um, so I'll, I'll go first this time since you went first last you time. You just run through your division winners, then I'll go, and then – Got you, got you. So number one – well, let me not put it as number one, but just my first one I have on the list here. So I have the NFC West. I got the L.A. Rams winning the NFC West. Big, big Matthew Stafford guy. I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's the key to the Rams potentially getting to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie to you. I think of him that high. And, um, you know, I do love – obviously, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're led by Aaron Donald, one of the best, if not, you know, one of the best defensive linemen, pass rushers, run stoppers ever. Um, And then you have Jalen Ramsey on the outside. That's a, a, you know, formula for success. Um, NFC South – Bucks, obviously, the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs. Um, they didn't lose any one of their starters. We'll get into them, you know, with the Cowboys game a little bit later, but did not lose a starter from their Super Bowl team. Why would they take a downfall here when we saw all these people leaving New Orleans? Atlanta's still a dumpster fire. And Carolina's a fringe, but, you know, it, who's yeah. really taking the throne from Tom Brady in Tampa? Like, it's, it's not happening. And uh, number three, I got the Packers uh, in the NFC North. So I'm looking at the rest of the division. I'm just not sold on any of those teams. Vikings, uh, Bears. Bears got a situation at quarterback. Um, and then finally, I know Adam Adam said the Eagles will win the division. I, as much as I want to pick them to win I the thought division, he was going to say it. I thought I, he was going to say it. I, want to, I, I got the Washington football team. Yeah. I have to be realistic here. Um, I'm looking at a formula. While I say the Eagles have a, a pretty good defense on paper going into this season, Washington, Washington football team has a great defense going into the season. And uh, we look at the question marks with Jalen Hurts. You know, same, same, similar. I wouldn't say I would probably take Jalen Hurts over Brian Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick is inconsistent. So we'll see about that if he can even last the whole season as a starter. Uh, but they got plethora of weapons on the outside, yeah. enough to get by, I feel like, in our division. 
Let's yeah, man. So, so I, I, again, Scotty, listen, well, guys, I promise we don't share notes. We don't give each other predictions before we go live here. We had the same division, uh, you know, projections for the AFC. We have the same in the NFC. Um, the Washington football team, listen, I want to say the Eagles. I'd love to say the Eagles. And it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question for the Cowboys to win this division. But the Washington football team has probably a top three or five defensive unit in the league. Yeah. Um, I am an Antonio Gibson believer. I I like Terry McLaurin a lot. Yeah. Um, what what is it? Logan Thomas. You yeah. Know, a lot of people are high on him this year. Listen, I'm not sold on Fitzpatrick to be a world beater this season. Okay. And he is very inconsistent. But what's inconsistent in this division? Does eight and nine listen? I know I put the Eagles at nine and eight, right? But that's not a positive. Could could Washington win division at eight and nine with him? Yeah. So I got Washington winning this division. Um and then Tampa Bay. You mentioned Tom Brady given you mentioned someone taking it from Tom. No one's taking it from Tom. Tom gives it up. The Tom 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 gives it up. He doesn't get it taken. So Tampa Bay and the uh and Tom Brady will win the NFC South. The Packers, I believe, will probably be be back in the NFC championship game this year. I love Aaron Rodgers and I just think the dude's on a mission this year. Um, and I think that Green Bay finds himself back in the NFC Championship. And then what am I missing? The LA Rams, probably the toughest division in all football, the most fun and exciting division this year. I absolutely love the Matt Stafford fit in LA. That defense is probably the best defense in football. Um, obviously, they lost the makers, but Sony Michelle's a nice little pickup next to Daryl Henderson. So the key for the Rams, um, and you know, we, as much as we praise Matthew Stafford, it's going to be him staying healthy. Um, it, they're they're one Matthew Stafford injury away from being at the bottom of the division in my opinion. Yeah. When, but at the same point, out. at the same at the same time, yeah. everybody yeah. You know, the Packers <laughs> yeah. are a Aaron Rodgers injury away from the bottom of their division. So I, I know what you mean. You're right, but you know, he's I been know. pretty healthy. I mean, Matthew Stafford's been banged up over his career. Um, but he I don't think he's ever been put out for a long period of time for the most part. Um, so those are my division winners. My wild card winners really quickly. Um, I got two representatives from the NFC West, uh, the 49ers and the Cardinals. That's right. The Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson aren't on that list. I think they're finishing fourth in their, in the NFC West this year. I think the 49ers are back into contention this year. They were banged up with injuries and COVID last year, whether it's Jimmy G a game manager or whether it's Trey Lance, that defense is legit. I like some of their weapons. I love Kyle Shanahan's play calling 49ers Cardinals. I'm a believer in Kyler as far as, you know, putting up numbers and that, and that offense is going to put up numbers this year. And I think their defense is, is better than people expect. I like, I love their linebackers. I love Buda Baker and they picked up uh, JJ Watt. If he could stay healthy. The third one, dude was a complete and utter crapshoot. I have no idea who I wanted to put here. Um, it could have been the Eagles. It could have been the Cowboys. I wasn't putting two NFC East teams in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a believer in Kirk cousins and the Vikings to get back there. Listen, the Saints, I'll throw that name to you. I don't I don't have anyone written down. I'm gonna say the Saints. Jameis, I don't trust whatsoever, but that defense is still really good. Alvin Kamara is still there. If Jameis, you know, could just be okay, I guess they could be the seven seed. Them starting Jameis made me a little bit more comfortable with the Saints. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. They don't they don't have a running back slash awful wide receiver playing quarterback. <laughs> So I got the I got the same two teams from the NFC West. Um, I got San Fran and Arizona. Uh, I think it's Seahawks. Say the Seahawks. Team. Say all four teams from the NFC West make the, <laughs> make the playoffs. You never know. You never know. But 
I do got San Fran and Arizona. Uh, unfortunately, I do have the Seahawks finishing last in that division. Very well could change. All of these, all four of these teams can compete. Um, but I do just think I think San Fran they had a down year last year due to injuries. That's that's all I'm gonna you know accumulate yeah. it to. Um, I think they bounce back if they can stay healthy. Jimmy G. As much as people down Jimmy G, he had just taken them to a, a Super Bowl. So that's what I'm saying. He's not that huge of a detractor for the San Francisco 49ers. No, but- we'll see how the defense does after losing the defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. But, you know, oh, yeah. usually when you have chemistry, when you have a, a fluid defense, you got leaders in the defense, usually that translates. They get yeah. Bosa back this year. They get their whole defensive line back. Um, Arizona, I'm with you. Young, young stud in Kyler Murray. Hopefully, hopefully get to see him take the next step this year. Um, has a plethora of weapons. I, as I told you before the uh, before the show here, Rondell Moore is like skyrocketing right now. Um, he must be really impressing everybody at camp, and I can't wait to see that explosive offense. Didn't even mention DeAndre Hopkins. You know AJ Green. Yeah, well, uh, you know all of them. James Conner picked up James Conner. They got a, a nice duo in the backfield now. Uh, but yeah, I got the Cardinals there, and then. Went to the same division, and I'm sure you may have thought about it, but the Panthers, that, you know, the Saints are the only other team that I maybe would have thought about putting Sammy in Sammy D getting in the postseason. <laughs> it sounds like a joke to say it out loud, yeah. right? But, like, this is where we're at. So when you when you have seven teams from each conference in the division, you're going to have a uh, eh, team in, in there at least one. So – uh, we were getting uh, teams, you know, with six teams making the yeah, playoffs right. in a conference. So, um, yeah, I got the Panthers. The way I look at it, they're set up to to kind of hide if you know the flaws that Sam Darnold has. When you have a back like CMC coming out of the backfield, he can protect the quarterback himself. Just being that safety valve, making you know yak yards after catch, um, and just ultimately bailing him out with a run game. He does have weapons on the outside. Robbie Anderson. Um, they picked up Marshall Jr. from LSU. Um, DJ Moore, obviously, we're high on him. Um, but they they got a plethora of weapons on offense. Defense is what I'll be waiting on. I'll, I'll wait and see on that. Um, and by no means are they a lock to make the playoffs. Or is this my you know sleeper team or something? Yeah. Well, Just a team I'm, I, I kind of like what they're doing there in Carolina. That's listen, all. man. Um, we agree for the most part, all divisions we agree with. And for the most part, the wild cards as well. Um, and I know we didn't get to our Super Bowl picks yet and we will in a second cause I'll bring them in, but you know who we didn't put on that list? The Detroit lions. <laughs> and with that, with that oh my God, said, that's the worst segue of all time. With that being said, welcome to the biggest lions fan. I know the only lions fan I know, by the way. And if you are a lions fan, Jason, and you are in the Detroit area, uh, call call up your organization and tell them to give my friend uh, from my alma mater, Craig Reynolds, a call to the actual to the actual team and not just the practice squad. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna segue with some Eagles talk when I came on the show tonight, but then you had to throw me under the bus with the Lions talk. So I don't know if I even want to share this. But the Eagles are hundred to one odds to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Wow. Hey, I'll put a dollar on it. <laughs> We'll lose a dollar, Scotty, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, listen, I, I I was messing around. I I know we didn't address the Cubbies, um, because they're not Lions anymore. They're Cubs until they prove otherwise. Um, but I didn't put the Eagles on that list either, so I can't really talk too much shit. Um, but before we get into the fantasy football and betting side of things tonight, Scott, we do have Super Bowl predictions to make. Yeah, and I don't know, Jason. I don't know if you're a prediction kind of guy. If you throw out predictions like this. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. But but sure. if you if you want to throw out your Super Bowl predictions, you can lead us off, dude. I'm not really going to surprise anybody. I don't think. Um, I think the Chiefs get back, and I think they're on a mission this year. So I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think they're going to beat the Packers. So not a, a little bit of an upset because I, obviously I think the Bucks are really good too. I just think yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a mission again this year too, and Devontae Adams. He's in the last year of his contract yeah. too. So I think yeah, uh, Chiefs over Packers for me. Listen, I mean the Chiefs Bucks is I, I think a lot of people's picks and definitely the two probably best teams in each conference right now. But history will tell you that's probably not too likely. Um, your your Super Bowl is actually the Super Bowl that I want to see. I, if the Eagles aren't in the Super Bowl, I want to see two of the best, most talented quarterbacks go at it in, in awesome. the big on the biggest stage and a Mahomes Rogers Super Bowl. You know, with Rogers probably out the door of Green Bay. Um I would love nothing more than to see that. I'm going a little bit outside the box because I didn't want to do it. Obviously, you know, the Chiefs are probably my favorites to get in, but I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because they were that close last year, and I think they can get back to that this year. I think Josh Allen continues to take the next step. And I'm going with the L.A. Rams. Okay. I said it earlier. I love the freaking fit of Matt Stafford, um, a former Detroit Lion himself. Um, in LA with that defense in McVay's offense with with Higby and Cup and, and Robert Woods and I know Deshaun Jackson's probably going to play one seventeenth of the season but he's on the roster as of right now. Sony <laughs> Michelle, Daryl Henderson, that offensive line, I love it, dude. I think they win the best division in football. And if you win the best division in football, you're in the conversation. And I think it gets done this year. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna. I guess I'll take a team from each of you guys' predictions. So, uh-oh, I'm going Chiefs and I'm going Rams, man. Uh, that that was honestly what I was thinking before you guys spoke, and and I still believe it. I do like the Bucks and the Packers. Obviously, um, the Bucks could easily make it back. Shouldn't say easily. Nothing's ever easy, but you know, in in, in hindsight, um, the Packers. Part of me feels like something could just go south this year. Like, I, I don't know why I feel this way. I guess it's all the turmoil in the offseason. I just wonder about the chemistry, um, you know, stemming down from the general manager to the head coach to the quarterback. And I've seen this before, you know, with lesser talent, of course. Um, but just controversy in the season just never does you any favors. Um, but maybe they could put it to the side. Like like uh, Jason said, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers puts his head down. Maybe Devontae Adams puts his head down goes out there, gets what they deserve. Um, but I am going the Rams and Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take it. Um, as Jason, I, I think the Chiefs are on a mission, man. And, you know, there's a lot of people. I won't say a lot of people. There's some people out there saying, you know, the Titans, the Bills, the Browns of the world. That's only going to fuel the Chiefs more, that they're not the, you know, astounding favorite in this to win the Super Bowl. And all they need, you know, teams that are that talented, that have been doing it, you know, these last couple of years, they're in a groove. All they need is a little bit of bulletin board material, yep. and and that's all they need to get themselves fueled. And great teams know how to do it, even without that. So, I think the Chiefs get back. They beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Um, hate to say it, you know, Jason Matthew Stafford loses in the Super Bowl. How would that feel for you to? I, I feel like you have to be happy for him to to go out there if he can get in the playoffs finally and show his stuff. Oh, 100 percent. I'm not gonna lie, he's my favorite football player. So him going to LA and having a chance to win is really good for him. I think, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the stories that came out the past few days, but it sounded like him leaving Detroit was hard for him. Like he didn't want to give up on the organization. But at the same time, I mean, for him and his family, it's the better move. I mean, he he spent yeah. 12 years here getting hammered, not winning anything. 
kind of getting thrown under the bus for what, what I think is a stupid reason. I mean, he was clearly the most talented guy on the team, and he got blamed for so many of the losses. And I think him going to that team, like you guys mentioned, for all the same reasons, better offensive line, good, really good weapons, obviously, and, the, and a killer defense. I mean, that's a great situation for him. Plus, you're talking about living in L.A. versus Detroit, which no offense to my Detroit people, but come on. That's We deal with it in Philly as well. Yeah. <laughs> L.A. is better than everywhere. Listen, I love Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Won me my first ever fantasy football championship. So shout out to Matthew Stafford and Detroit Lions. Um, that year, not his last year, but one of his last years with Megatron won me my first won me my first chip. So gracias on that front. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's been slept on the last couple of years. It's about time he gets his, you know, respect back. I, I keep saying it. As a passer, he's one of the best gunslingers out there. Like he's got a rocket attached to his shoulder <laughs> so if he stays healthy and that's it dude i'm telling you in that system it's a problem like i people aren't talking about it enough yeah especially yeah. With me too i think that that's, that's what honestly, i'm saying it's probably the best fit and you know he got knocked a lot in his career and, and i think the outside perspective outside of detroit was that he was always banged up he got banged up his first two years and then played almost 10 straight years without missing a game. He I remember watching a kid. I, I remember watching as a kid, not like a little kid, but when I was younger, it was his rookie or his second year, maybe against the Jets. He like tore his shoulder was yeah. out of socket and, and he Browns. went back in and, and and won the game in the final minute. Yeah. It was insane. So his first two years, he got hurt. He played almost 10 years straight. He ended up missing the end of the season one year because he had a broken bone in his back. Like, the Lions weren't going anywhere, so obviously right. they're going to stay out. So the whole injury front thing is, is garbage. So, yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. That's the best-case scenario for him going to L.A. Right. So I'm glad you're here to elaborate on the injury concerns with Matthew Stafford because a lot of people just don't know that. You know, if Detroit's not at the top of the league, then right. a lot of these – Top? Of these, uh, <laughs> Try bottom, pal. <laughs> which is better, so – <laughs> See why he's drinking? He's a Lions fan. I mean, That's right. I want to. I want to put this comment up on the screen though, because my man Adam he he made his own Super Bowl pick here, and wow, so he Carson is taking wow. down the goat. Listen, I still love Carson, but game. you want to you want to talk about kicking me in the nuts as an Eagles fan? <laughs> I loved Carson Wentz so much, and you're telling me he's going to leave in the year after he leaves, he gets a ring? No, nah, that would be. I mean, that would be 100 Philly's luck. So if that happened, would you guys be happy for him? Would you guys be pissed? I'd be happy for him, but I'd probably shed about 19 tears. Yeah, I would be happy. I not a happiness. But it pissed at the same time. I, yeah. But I'd also, I'd also be, be, I'd also be extremely petty right. and go find all my old audio from, you know, January and, Feb and December and November of last year just to go and tell everyone, you know, I kind of told you so, right. but. No, neither here nor there. He'll probably suck this year. Who knows? But Jason, we brought you on for a reason, man. Big right. fantasy guy, big gambling guy. Um, the show, uh, show premieres tonight. What is it? 9 p.m. right here on yeah. DSM Media. Um, no pun intended, I believe. Right. There you yep. go. Who can yeah, you, like but be honest, be honest. Did you or Phil come up with that? Oh, it was me. Come on. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's not good with with creating uh, show names. He, he admitted that to me. There's one thing that Phil's not good at. Oh my goodness! Listen, he, he hosts. He hosts everything. He puts it up on a tee for me, and I just try to hit it out of the park, pretty much. There, so, we, yeah. go. there <laughs> we go. Well, man, get us started. What, what do you see? What do you have any um in this box uh, Cowboys game tonight? Well, first off, I think this is going to be a better game than people think it's going to be. I think everybody's hammering the box, which 
you know, in my head for most of this, you know, since they posted the line, I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, you know, the Bucks bring back everybody. They obviously dominated in the Super Bowl last year. Dallas is an interesting team, I think, this year. Dak was on an MVP-like tear last year before he got hurt. But you have to worry about him, you know, with the ankle, you know, mentally. And also, his, he's had a shoulder issue in camp, too. So I worry about that a little bit, too. Having said that, I feel like nine and a half is way too big of a spread for this game. I feel like the Bucs are going to win, but I would, I actually bet on Dallas. Um, I, yeah, plus. Plus, plus nine and a half. Yeah, exactly. Because I just don't think, I think it's going to be closer. You know, it might be six or seven, but I think that nine and a half is a bit of a trap. Yeah. yeah, I think it opened. I think like earlier in the week, it was around that seven number, right? Before mm-hmm. it got to eight, then eight and a half, then nine and a half. So if you called it at seven for everyone out there, good for you. Cause I, I do agree. You know, I think the Bucks win, um, but nine and a half is a steep line to put out there, especially you don't know how the offenses are going to be on opening night. Yeah, it's the first game of the season. That's my thing is, you know, the Bucks can be as great oh. as they want to be this Thank season. Thank you to but- this kind stranger. <laughs> what up, Gint? <laughs> no, but, uh, the, the Bucks can be as, as great as they want this season, but it's the first game of the season, right? Like they're coming off the Super Bowl high. Well, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to me listen, if they come out sluggish. Listen, no, I, I actually really like Jason Bet tonight because, you know, not only are you getting nine and a half, if you're looking for an upset early, if you're looking to knock off Tom and Tampa early, if there's ever been a time to get to Tom Brady in his career, it's early in the season. Yeah, it's always early in the season. Week one, I believe, in 2016 or whenever, when they played the Chiefs on opening night and took a shellacking versus Alex Smith and Andy Reid. So if there's a time to get the time, it's week one and early in the year. So, you know, the only thing that really worries me about this game for Dallas is the the fact that they're going to play without their best offensive lineman and with yeah. Zeke, the best offensive player, and Zach Martin. I mean, all pro guard. He's an absolute stud. He's the anchor for that offensive line. He's on the COVID list right now, so he's not going to play tonight. So that makes me a little bit nervous, especially with the front four and the front seven that uh, Tampa Bay has. So that makes me a little bit nervous, especially because Zeke such an emphasis on it. That's obviously a huge loss for them. But I think Dallas is going to be on a mission. I think – I know you guys don't want to hear that as Philly fans, but I feel like you know Dak has something to prove, and he was – playing out of his mind last year before he got so, injured. And that offense is loaded, and I think they can definitely keep it close against Tampa. So this is a more of a football question for you then, because I was let me throw this to both of you then, because everyone's just putting, like Dallas fans, I, I've taught, I've listened to, um you know, Phil's show with two Cowboys fans early, a couple weeks ago, and neither one of them were too worried about Dak coming off this injury because, you know, he's healthy now and yada, yada. Forget that, dude. He's a human being right. that hasn't been touched since a bone was sticking out of his freaking leg. Yeah. So what's that mental hurdle? Like, does that play a factor into tonight's game? Does he get rid of the ball too soon because he doesn't want to get touched? Do you think that's a big concern tonight? Forget like the injuries, just the mental side of things. You want to go ahead? Oh, you want me to? Yeah, I, I was I was going to let you digress, Jason, but no, um, I, I I totally agree, especially against this front this front seven of the Bucks. I mean, they're going to get after him. Yes. And what I'm worried about is. Dak used to be a mobile quarterback. He's a guy, he's not going to run first. He's not a run first quarterback, but he's a guy that can get out of the pocket and make some plays with his legs. How willing is he going to be to do that? How willing is the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Mike McCarthy? How are, how are they going to be? Well, how are Scotty, they going to feel as far as calling plays for him Scotty, to get out of the pocket? As, as an he's going to be fan, under pressure all night. As an Eagles yeah. fan, didn't we see that the year after Carson tore his ACL? Yeah. His game changed. Yeah. So, Jason, what, what do you think? Does Dak overcome a mental hurdle tonight or does it show tonight? 
I think it shows a little bit. I don't know how it doesn't. I mean, we've seen this injury a lot of times, not so many with, with football players, but we've seen it with, you know, Paul George and different basketball right. players, right. Livingston, like guys that struggled a lot when they first came well, back. You don't got guys diving at your legs right. and right. trying exactly. to take your head off. Exactly. So, you, I mean, I would think that it's in their game plan, like you said, with McCarthy and the offensive coordinator, is to get the ball out quick. You don't want Dak taking tons of shots. You definitely don't want a repeat of what happened to Mahomes um, in the Super Bowl. You don't want him taking 20 hits in the backfield. Yeah. So you got to kind of wonder a little bit if what the game plan looks like in yeah. you know what they come up. Oh, I just saw Gin's comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't cover George Ryder, it'll be on a new network on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i you know with with dak it, it is interesting man and you know i when you talk about uh maddie daddy and i believe it was spoon of zeke, zeke that was yeah, on, yeah. uh phil's show um as a cowboys fan i would say that too right like you you want to instill confidence in your qb but i remember i said the same things about carson wentz after he tore his acl after he broke his back every time that dude ended up on the ground i held my breath Every time you see his leg bend the wrong way, you hold your breath. Every time a lineman falls on the back of his heel, you hold your breath. It's it's gonna be like that all night tonight, and it won't. It'll it'll disappear over time as you see him play more and more. But every once in a while, you're just gonna wonder. You know what I mean? And it's not just the ankle; it's his shoulder too, because apparently the ankle was hampering the shoulder. And so, yeah, I'm. I know people think that Dak is going to come back, light the world on fire. There's some people that are picking him as MVP, and he very well may be. If he comes out and plays like he did before or even better, yeah, he definitely could be. I'm just – I'm not 100% sold that he can. That was a freak. It was a freak injury. His bone was sticking out of his – and I can't imagine looking at my foot and, and seeing that. But he's also a guy that has went through a ton of stuff throughout his life, you know, losing his mother – a ton of stuff, losing his brother. So, uh, you know, I. it's hard to doubt him, but at the same time, he, like you said. But when does too much being. pile on? Exactly. He's a human um, being. But what I will say about the MVP comment, because I feel like I know who you're talking about, Scotty. <laughs> he who, you know, will not be named, who doesn't leave me the hell alone. Um, uh, What's the name? You, you got to win games as well to win yeah. the MVP. And what was yeah. going on last year, the numbers were definitely there. Except they were on their way to being one and three or one and four to start last year, and those numbers were coming in the second half of games because they were down twenty-one nothing. So I digress. That's why those numbers were so high. But Jason, heading into tonight, man, any fantasy football plays you like tonight um, between these two teams? Yeah, um, there's actually quite a few, but I think it's definitely receiver heavy for me tonight. Um, okay. I love Ceedee Lamb going to the game. I think. His price is fair, so if you're going to play the showdown, I like him in the captain slot quite a bit. Um, love Antonio Brown. I think his price at 5600 To me, I mean, I don't think there's a heck of a lot of difference between those three receivers from Tampa. And if you're going to get a guy at 5600 I feel like that price – I'm saying fantasy-wise, not, not – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's going to get the targets. But I think 5600 is way too good of a price for him. And then uh, I like coming back with Dak. I think saving almost $6,000 from Brady to Dak in, wow. you know – is a huge that's a huge savings for a guy that can easily put up bigger numbers and that's the one yeah. thing about Brady is he I don't want to call him a game manager because that's a slap in the face for the best QB of all time but he doesn't put up he doesn't really wow you with stats right, as far as fantasy football goes yeah yeah exactly it so, could I mean it could oh. turn into a game manager role tonight uh you know with as bad as the Cowboys defense is you know one of my keys for the Bucks that I put into the game establish the run you don't need to put Tom Brady out there at risk against the Cowboys Get the run going, run the ball down their throat. We saw what the Browns put up like 300 rushing yards on them last year 
what did they do to improve it? Let's see. Um, but yeah, I, I would be heavy in the run if I'm Tampa Bay tonight. Um, as far as Dallas, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jason, on on Dak. I think he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. I think they're going to stuff the run. They're the number one rushing defense from last year. So I, I think they are going to stuff Zeke, and I, I think Dak is the, the guy you play there just because he's going to throw the ball a lot. So from a Dylan Davis point of view, Jason, would you tonight – so it involves partially tonight. So I have a Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen connection in my family league, and yeah. then I have Jalen Hurts and Chris Godwin on my bench. Chargers are in Washington week one. As of right now, Chris Godwin and Jalen Hurts are in my lineup. Do I roll with the connection of Jalen of, of Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, or do I roll out Jalen Hurts and Chris Godwin tonight? I like Hurts and Godwin, to be honest with you. I don't like the I don't like the matchup for the Chargers um at all. And I don't like obviously we saw Herbert play really well last year, right, so you don't know which is gonna affect him. But Washington has a really good defense, especially at front seven. Yeah. So you're, you got to worry about Herbert being under pressure pretty much the entire game. So I could see that being a really ugly game. So I love Hertz. Hertz is actually a uh, little segue to our show later, but Hertz is actually, I think, my favorite fantasy play of the week this week. Oh, and, hell yeah. And I think Chris, God, uh, Chris Godwin is always – seems it was like this last year too. Like, you know, Evans gets the touchdowns. Yeah. Antonio Brown gets a lot of publicity too, but Chris Godwin's just really solid. So yeah. is he going to light the world on fire and, you know, put up 180 yards? No, but – 100 and a touchdown is definitely feasible. So I like option two for you. Give it to me. All right, guys. We are a clip. We are over the hour mark here, Scotty. And As we do. Game, I believe begins <laughs> in about 14 minutes. I'm sure it'll begin later than this, but yeah. it is slated for an 820 kickoff. So before we wrap up Turf Talk here, our first ever Thursday show, we will be doing it live Thursday at 7 p.m. all season long. And of course, Sunday at 10 a.m. getting ready for a full slate of games there. Bucks, Cowboys. Jason, I know you got Cowboys plus nine and a half, but strictly money line from a game point of view, who do you like tonight? I like Bucks. Uh, I'll say 34-30. 34-30. High scoring. So he's got the over, guys. He's got the over. Scotty, what do you got? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I may throw uh, – when we get off here, I may throw some money on the Cowboys to win the game just because, wow. you know, make some money on it. But – um, I do tend to agree with you, Jason. I think it is gonna it's not gonna be a double digit game. I don't I don't believe in that. I see it more as a 27-20 type of victory for the Bucs. Um defense still shows solid, you know, they, they're still looking solid. Cowboys, they have a great offense, they have great skill set, uh skill players, but you're gonna see a team that won the Super Bowl last year and, and they won the Super Bowl by playing solid defense. If the Bucs come out sluggish, I could see it get into the 30s, like Jason said there. Um, but I do have the Bucks by seven, 27 to 20. I got the Bucks by seven as well, but a little bit different of score. I got Bucks 31, Cowboys 24. Um, quick plug here for DraftKings. We're not a sponsor yet, but hopefully <laughs> at some point, DraftKings, guys, what, what is it? It's it's Bucks plus 74. 74 um, yeah, 50 <laughs> max bet wins 95. Free $45, guys. Just go yeah. into your DraftKings account and put that in um, real quick. That's what I got going on tonight. Yep. And then uh, for all you Jersey people, obviously, Scotty, you're not, Jason, you're not. But points bet, um, $20 risk-free, you get it back if your bet loses nice. on a same-game parlay in tonight's game. So I got some wild shit going on tonight. <laughs> for a you know what, too? FanDuel is doing the same thing. FanDuel is doing, I think, up to $10 for a bet. Any bet oh, that you really? have week one, yeah, you get to you get it back. I got to hop Dang. on that. We got to get off here. Yeah, I got to hop on that yeah. too. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter at jsully2121. My man, Scotty, my co-host of Turf Talk and the host of Scotty Talks 
NBA. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Scotty Drowned. You can follow me on Twitter at DonJD98. And of course, follow DSM Media on Twitter at DSM underscore media. Follow us on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel on every social media platform you can find content on. We will throw the link tree in the reply yes, in the sir. comments. It will be in there. You can find us on all social media platforms. All right. And as an Eagles fan, I think I speak for everyone. Go Bucks and have a nice night. <laughs>